When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Live here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight and this is your chance to ask us a question. So get them in the live chat and we'll do our best to get through as many as we can over the next 45 minutes or so. It can be anything you want really, um, keep them as sensible as you can, but I mean again just Whatever you want, you can ask exactly whatever you whatever you would like. Uh, I am the ever present Scott Carney, and joining me is Ryan Haymarch. Ryan, how are you, mate? I'm good. I've got a kitchen fitted. Um, we didn't really mention it on the pod because nobody cares about me getting a kitchen fitted. <laughs> That's but, true. Um, aye, it's been a bit of a nightmare getting it done, and it's in, mate. So uh, suddenly, life is is shone a bit of light on me um, because. Between that kitchen and Rangers, I was ready for for the asking mate. I was had I'd had enough, honestly. Um, and this heat, this heat, everybody will be the same. Everybody's struggling with this heat, but um, it gives us something else to moan about. Because in a couple of months, we'll be moaning about the cost of our heating bills. Uh. Uh, welcome to the pod, everybody. Hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> start off with the positivity. I was right from the start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I'm not that windy. If you give us a short story, it's a. Uh... It's very warm. It's very, very warm when we're doing this pod. And I, I'm still kind of blown away that there's so many people actually tuned in just now. I hope you are all sitting in the garden with a beer in your hand or your choice of drink, whatever that may be, and enjoying this on your phone uh, because uh, it's, it's very warm. This this is the smallest room in my house and it's, it's very, very warm in here. Uh, but anyway, not here to complain. Uh, before we get into things, the usual stuff, if you could subscribe to the channel, if you could like the video, if you could share it, anywhere that you can that'd be very much appreciated we're on the charge very much now to 5,000 subscribers and it looks like we can get there before the end of the season and we, I generally thought it would take us to the end of the season to get there so uh, I would really do I really would appreciate that you can buy the podcast a coffee you can join the channel all that stuff all the links are in the description for this podcast so yeah the podcast is pretty much in your hands the live chat hello chat good to see you all um, it's really it's really down to you there's a few things that I've got that I'm, I'm going to speak about kind of first so get your questions in and i'll do my best there's only two of us mine so i'll do my best to get as many as we can we'll probably not be on for the full hour but we'll just see what it takes us really we'll just see what it takes us ryan i'm going to start off today with the the chris jack i always go to call him ryan jack Uh, the chris jack um article that was released via the rangers rangers review Um, and i'm not going to break it all down completely everybody i'm presuming has had a read of it and can understand um what it says the for those that don't know, Chris Jack is extremely close with the club. He is the board's choice of journal to go to when they want to release something. Um, it very much goes through him. So from what was released into his um, article today, uh, it's pretty much coming from the horse's mouth in that regard. Ryan, the reading of it, 
but I don't know what's the best way to say this. I was I was surprised at the the way the board have chose to do this. I'm surprised with the tone that I believe that's within the article itself. And if I'm being honest, mate, I think it raises a number of questions for me. I didn't think the board would choose to do this the way they have done. Now, and by that, I mean they've very much said what Bill said about transfers, etc., to be rubbish. That's not. It's not the truth. It's not the truth. What Bill was said. I suppose the biggest thing about it, mate, is I believe the board have basically hung the gaffer out to dry a wee bit here and said, we've done our bit, it's pretty much up to him. And for me, mate, that raises more questions about what's going on behind the scene than answers. doesn't reassure me in any way, shape or form. So it's a it's a strange one, this. Yeah, um, it's, what, it's what we've consistently done this season is uh, raised more questions at the end of it each day by the feel, by the feel of it uh, on and off the park. It's a strange one for me. Um, Chris Jack's obviously a well-respected journalist, and certainly in my eyes, um, for, for years now. Doesn't doesn't do the usual tabloid um, headline grabbers or clickbait, whatever you call it. In Rangers, as you say, they do, they do use him. He is very close with the club, so I would pr- pretty much take this face value for it. I would I would believe in what I'm reading from Chris Jack. Uh, it's a, it's a strange one. We go about our business nowadays. This board go about their business very quietly, and they choose they choose their times when to release stories and when not. There's always a reason why they do it. It's random for me for them to release this information or ask Chris Jack to write this article or, or Chris Jack to be authorised to write this article. It's a, it must have a meaning. They must have a, a some sort of a... Is it trying to force... Is a politics growing there that we don't know about? Is there an argument growing about we don't know about? Is something growing after the game on Sunday? It just it's strange and I think it's going to come out in the wash. I have a feeling something is happening at the moment and I feel as if it's going to come out in the wash soon. Um because that's just to me it contradicts what the manager was saying. Was it Sunday he was saying about the transfers and saying the media are way off yeah. with, with transfer fees, etc. Um whether he's right or not. It's strange for the board then to come out with this information and and release it through Chris Jack. So it doesn't look great on in terms of the relationship between the board and Beal. It makes it contradicts what he says. And it'll be interesting if he's in the Rangers manager uh, this time next week. In fact, before this time next week, it'll be interesting to see what he's questioned on in his press conference because mm. I know if I was in the press conference, I would be asking, so what is it that's true? What's true? Is it the board? Are telling the truth about these transfer fees, or is it you that's telling the truth? Because someone's not, and it, it's strange. It just looks a bit broken. But um, my my gut feeling tells me that the board know exactly what they're doing by releasing that story. What it is, I don't know. I don't have any intel in terms of that. But I think they know what they're doing. Um, so I would I would stay tuned. Is what would that, is my opinion? I've, yeah, possibly. I can't see. Without there being a an agenda to it, then I'm I'm baffled to why release it at all. I don't know what benefit it brings anybody to, in order to release something like that. Because if you're Michael Beale right now and you think everything's all rosy in the garden, you're going to be reading that and going, well, "Hang on a second, why have why have they done that? Why have, why is why is nobody even ran this past me?" Um, I don't like the look of it. I think it shows fractures within the club, between the board and the manager. 
and I just don't think it's a good look at all, especially the 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 kind of situation that we find ourselves in. I mean, they in no roundabout ways they've said they've backed the manager, they've gave him what he wanted, and he's failed at Champions League qualification and we're four points behind Celtic, and you're like. Well, aye, but they either, in my opinion, they had to decide whether they were going to back the manager or sack him. This for me, mate, it sits bang in the middle. It really does sit in the middle of we're very much on the fence, but by the way, if everything goes wrong, it's his fault, not ours. Would, would you go along with that? Aye. aye, well, there's no doubt about that. He'll take the fall for it. What? I don't want to start like Beal bashing. I think I had a good go up last Sunday. And I think everyone knows how I feel about that. We'll, we'll obviously get on to it tonight. So you can't avoid it. But the, I don't think there's any getting away that Beal has been backed. When you're caught with net spend and whatever, it's, I said this a couple of weeks ago. In fact, it was before the old firm game. I said, it's about how you spend it. Now, Rangers mm-hmm. could easily have said, yeah, Kamara's gone. Yeah, Sakala's gone. But do you know what? You're going to have to bring a couple of loan deals in and a couple of free transfers because... We are keeping that money. We're balancing the books to see if we can in the Champions League. The Rangers may have been the right, the, the right to do so. And they might have said to Bill, if you qualify for the Champions League, then we'll open the, we'll open the budget for you. And, and I think Bill would have taken the job anyway. But there's too much focus, again, that in what, how much money's spent. You need to spend it wisely. Clubs have shown that there's, there's deals out there to be done. We've spoken about this last week. But it just looks as if... It looks as if Beals maybe as if the as if the board have maybe taken what he said in that press conference after that on Sunday not too well. It looks as if they maybe thought to themselves, a bit pissed off. Nah. I'm a bit pissed yes. off by it. Yeah, yeah. And even all it takes is one person. If one person on that board is like, eh, nah, we've backed you here. You just haven't spent the money wisely as of yet, or proved it as of yet. And there might be one or two grumblings in the board that they want rid of them or I think it just takes one person to keep you not happy and they'll call a meeting and and maybe this is it, this is maybe the action off the back of that they've said, listen, let's put a statement out and put that right because what he said isn't right because we'll start getting questioned on where the club's going, the board will start getting the neck, maybe the board are like, nah, 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 we've, we've done our bit, he's not delivered as yet. So it's again, it's, it's frustrating because we see it on the park, mate, we see it in the park where people update accountability and from an outsider, that's the way it looks like. It looks as if the board are slightly going like that. No, no, no. We've done our job. You've not said the right thing there, so it's on you at the moment. But as I said, time will tell how this plays out because I'm sure someone will ask Michael Beale if he's still in charge next week what what's right and what's wrong um, between the figures between you and the board because of discrepancies there. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, th- I do think, though, I understand what you're saying that you believe something might be happening. I think, I don't think the board will do themselves any favours by announcing next week that they've let Beal go. They should have done it immediately. Um, that they, they, they shouldn't have took this long to come to the conclusion if they do decide to do that. Um, obviously, we've been linked by Kevin Muscat and um, what's he's called to Birmingham manager. Why is my mind went blank? Somebody mentioned that a minute ago. What's your Birmingham manager name? I've seen so many names, I just don't... Somebody tell me, because I forgot... Why, what's his name? What's his name? It doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but obviously, there's there's nothing actually concrete coming from the club. And if they were going to do anything, then I would expected, I would have expected a, a vote of confidence or a vote of no confidence. It was one way or the other that I've seen it going. Whereas this, to me, is just a wee bit 
uh, Eustace, sorry, there you go, somebody there. I couldn't, well, I don't know why I couldn't remember his name. That's not Eustace, um, that Eustace is that guy we, we were trying to sign, is it not? Is he Birmingham no, manager? John Eustace is a Birmingham manager, aye, John Eustace, aye. That's Everybody's it. saying it now, thank you everybody, I appreciate that. So we're yes. finally going to get John Eustace? I, I think so, mate. It this. looks like it. Yeah. Uh, he's a Birmingham manager. Mark Warburton, Mark Warburton, John Eustace, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, as you say, I, I, it's neither of these things, and it just looks a wee bit like this is on him. It's just finger pointing stuff, and I'm like, what does what do you stand to achieve with that? I, I just don't think it's a great look. Uh, and I say, if I was Bill, um, even though we're all kind of pissed off at him just now, I'd be mightily pissed off about that statement or that article, whatever you like, because it's, it's came straight from the horse's mouth. As I say, people that know Chris Jack will know that he is he is the chosen journal that the club the board will use. So I found it very strange. I found the timing of it very strange. I find the context of it very strange. I find what's in it even more strange that the fact that they're just pretty much contradicting everything the 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 um, that Michael Beale said. Now nah, it's not a good look. It really isn't a good look and there is definitely a fracture there somewhere. There's definitely a problem. Um, I'd agree. Just... I'd agree when you. Like, I'd, I think that if you think what happened on Sunday and the reaction, and we all know that reaction is as bad as <clears throat> it's as bad as anything I've seen. I can remember slightly people going a bit tonto. You might say when Gascoigne was getting benched for Smith for certain things, and there was booze around the ground. A couple of things where like Paul Aguirre as well, but I've never heard anything like that on Sunday. I think those gripes were, were, were more than gripes. It was um, very disgruntled Rangers fans bored of what we're seeing. And um, I mean, I think I just get a feeling that if anything was going to happen this week, I thought either he would go or he would get mm. a vote of confidence. <laughs> and that's not a vote of confidence. It, it just doesn't. No, it definitely isn't. While we're on it, Curry's asked a, a question. Uh, Scott, do you think they would need to have someone ready to get uh, to get to go into the position basically before getting rid of Bill, as there's no one at the club that could fill in? If they do it, if they've done it early enough, then no. Um, I believe there's a youth coach or there's enough experience within the coaching staff throughout Rangers that would be able to come in and take first team training. Um, I don't think we would, and plus if the players were on a break for two or three days, I think they got off um, before going back to training those that weren't on international duty. So I'm not sure. I believe if... The, I, I, for the sake of the fans, to be completely honest, I, if they were going to do it, then they should have done it right away and the longer it goes on they're just leaving themselves open for more criticism um, Ryan your thoughts on that question I think they should and I think they will when they do it whenever that is but let, let me push that this question back on everybody in the chat and you and you, Carney do you think the club did that when they were getting rid of Gio because Mr Beale was in the stand when Gio was managing yeah, Rangers. That's also true, yeah. And the... I genuinely believe that those discussions were going on at that time. It was very coincidental for for the pressure to be on Gio and uh, Michael Beale to be kicking about the loud oh, and then about the stand as well. It was very coincidental, mate, for me. So I think that was definitely happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers this bold have got the same approach. I'm not saying that you're going to see uh, Pep Guardiola in the stand that he's given <laughs> next Rangers manager, but I think I think this board will act fast, and I think if they are going to do it, they'll they'll still have a short list anyway. I think any business you do that, you have a short list. You and yeah, you should. If, if it, a contingency plan there, and, and if things go wrong, so I think they'll have a short list anyway. But um, it'd be interesting to know if they if they have spoken to somebody or reached out just in case they're, they're thinking about pulling the trigger. But yeah, I think I think they would have to to, to put those things in place. I certainly make contact with somebody before they 
before they release Michael Beale if they do. Yeah, I think there'll definitely be a short list. There would be negligence for them not to have a short list, I think. I mean, to, no matter what way you look at it, and even though I was a fan of the appointment of Beale, it was always going to be a risk. Do you know what I mean? He's not got a great a great backlog of managerial experience that you can fall back on. So it was always going to be always going to be a risk. Um so yeah, interesting one. Um uh I'll move on to ones that have sent I got a few sent through social media, etc. Um Finley Cameron, a channel member, asked Michael Beale stated that he preferred the close season friendlies to be tough matches as a test for his squad. In hindsight, do you think it would have been beneficial to have scouted some Diddy teams for confidence? In my opinion, no. Um I think well, maybe to get the <laughs> to maybe get the striker scoring some goals, that would have been quite nice, I suppose, to be able to see that. But no, you've got to you've got to prepare yourself. I mean, did did we have to play as good a teams as we did? I'm not sure. I mean, Hamburg weren't a particularly great team, and I think we made a dog's dinner of that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, possibly we could have played a slightly easier teams. The Newcastle one was just done because we're both cast over. It's as simple as that. That's the only reason that that was done. And um, what's your thoughts on that question, mate? Um, I see where he's coming from. Um, and that thinking of of getting the players' confidence up. I think there's quite a few players at Ibrox that are clearly players who rely on their confidence to be to put performances in. But um, not for me. I'd rather, especially when you know you've got Champions League qualifiers coming up. I think you would rather play higher opposition, uh, challenging opposition. And I would also kind of, disappointingly, in hindsight, looking at the Rangers team just now, I don't know who they would play and be able to scalp at the moment. They don't look as if they have a system that they would be able to scalp anyone at the moment, Calmly, I know that's very negative, but I don't. I think there would have to be some serious lower opposition for this team to take five or six goals off someone. Yeah. But it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly a point. It's certainly a point people are going to look at Absolutely everything in terms of Rangers' preparation for this season, from transfers to coaching to pre-seasons to, to absolutely everything because we're not doing well. But, um, yeah, it's the same as, as Gio's last year when we were in the same position with Gio last year. People were asking, did he do enough ball work? Were we doing too much running or was it vice versa? I can't remember. Um, but, it's yeah, everything's going to be under a microscope, Carly. But for me, I would I was happy with the pre-season fixtures. It just uh, it doesn't mean anything. You're, you're, just, you're just putting... Um, minutes in the players' legs, in my opinion. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the only thing I will say about preseason is you you do look for something that you can see the manager trying to do, uh, and I think we all some maybe blue tinted glasses as well. I was probably guilty of it a wee bit myself. Um, but we called it, mate, and especially at the Hamburg game. Obviously, that was aided by our adventure that day and the the fantastic um, German. German beer that we were consuming that we got a wee bit more frustrated but I still stand by what we said on that pod mate that we were awful I mean truly awful there was there was there was no style there is still no style that there's nothing to, to hang your hat on and nothing nothing's nothing's really changing um, anyway we're trying to keep as positive as we can be mate as positive as we can be um, Rob Carmichael's asked hang on let me get to it do you guys think with this two-week international window and not a lot of players away in international duty that Beal can turn things around or is it a case of when and not if he's relieved of his duties? didn't realise that was going to be one of these questions. Uh, <laughs> Let's I keep it I've positive. Made, I know. I think I've made the point pretty clear. Now, um, in terms of over the past couple of pods that we've done, especially Tuesday night, I just kind of let opened my 
opened my mouth, opened my head, opened my heart and just said exactly what I feel. I, I don't... I still don't truly believe that the club are going to do anything in this this national break. I think he's probably been. I would like to think that they've had the discussion. Like, look, things need to improve and improve very, very quickly because he's got massive games coming up. I mean, drop points against St Johnston and a beat uh, a defeat against Betis, and he'll be gone. It's as simple as that because he won't survive it. He just literally won't survive it. The club will have to do it. So it, they really have to have almost an ultimatum would be able, I think, at this point, and be like, things either improve or you're gone. And it, it, it's, it's... I've got nothing against Michael Beale. Um, I was speaking to my big cousin about this as well, and we very much agreed on it. I've got nothing against him. He seems like a top guy. He seems to love the club. I get that. But at the end of the day, I love my club more. And right now, what what's, what's happening to the club in terms of the football pitch is not good enough. It's just... It isn't good enough. Uh, and I see even win percentages and stuff like that's been flung about and Bill's got a not bad one, to be fair. But again, it's still coming back from the stuff that was happening last season. And I still say there was not pressure on the games that we were expected to win last year because um, he could have turned that around. The big games, again, he failed that. So even his always win percentage was quite good. That wasn't his team. The pressure wasn't as much on. And from day one this season, it's not worked. And I just I, I believe that the pressure's... Bigger in the hot seat than he thought it was. Um, obviously being next to Gerard, and I believe I believe it's an inevitability. I want to be wrong. I want Michael Beale to go on and be able to win as a treble, but I can't confidently put my hand on anything on my heart, on my head, on anywhere, and say that I expect that to happen because I don't. I I don't think Bill has has it in him to bring us success, Ryan. No, I don't think he'll turn it around in two weeks. No, I think. Um... I think, I think he's a man who will stick with his. I'm going to say stick with his style, but I don't want to. I don't want to bash him. Um, whatever his philosophy is, he's going to stick with that. I don't think he'll suddenly come out and play a a, a four four two or or change things up. Um, <clears throat> he believes in what he does. He does. He's a he's a genuinely nice guy. We're going down the same route as we're talking about you last year. I wish nothing but the best for Michael Beale. I really do. I want him to turn around and 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 do and stick it right up me here and and, and do the job for Rangers and improve me all. Um, unfortunately, this is something I'd I'd been texting Ali Pearson about this early on. I think even I think even last season, and I had my concerns and I thought if I was a betting man and I had, I don't like betting on Rangers or against them, but if I was a betting man, it didn't fill me with optimism. It didn't fill me with hope. Michael Beale, I just thought it would take a lot. It would take something. I've just never seen anything. He got a run of victories last year, and I thought, do you know what? That's good. But the pressure's off. It doesn't really mean anything for me. And yeah, as you say, he's failed again. So I think it probably came across in the telly, but I think anyone who was at the game on Sunday knows what that was like. That was hostile on Sunday. And it, it, even the board for me will be sitting there going, we can't really keep backing mm. this guy because of that reaction. I think if they if it, if it hadn't been as vocal from the fans, maybe. But I just think I would be very surprised if things aren't. I don't want to say things are in motion, but discussions haven't been had, whether it's between the board and Beal or somebody external or whatever. But I just feel as if something they must be speaking about something after that reaction on Sunday, and I don't anticipate. Michael Beal um, been able to turn this around in two weeks. It's no, it doesn't seem realistic to me. 
I no. hope I'm wrong. Yeah, same mate, I do, and I, I generally, I don't take any pleasure in this, I don't, it's not, I was all for Bill. if you go back and watch when Bill was announced, I was singing his praises, man, like I was, I was all for it, I'd completely bought into it, and uh, Ryan, to his credit, Ryan's not, and I'm, I'm saying, I'm not speaking for you, but I know you mate, that he doesn't take pleasure in saying, I told you so, kind of thing, like that's not what it's about, Ryan wants Rangers to succeed just as much as we do, so, but in, in ultimately the way it looks just now on what we're seeing, Ryan was Ryan was correct pretty much from the get-go. Um, that reaction then, um, Sunday, mate, just briefly on it, usually see when Rangers get beat, right, and I'm, I'm not having a go here, by the way, people can do whatever they want, they pay their money to go to football, I don't boo, never have, never done it, it's not something I've ever done, um, I have mouthed and spouted stuff, yes I have, said it's not good enough, it's terrible, a lot more colourful language you'll understand um, than that. But usually that when we get beat like a game like that, mate, I'm out of there as quickly as I possibly can. Full whistle goes and I'm gone, literally gone. I, I literally held back for about a minute, maybe about a minute, and I just listened to what was going on and I was like, I have never heard this before. I've never heard as vicious as it was. There's a guy that sits a couple of rows behind me, mate. I generally thought he was about to implode. Honestly, I couldn't believe how, how furious people were. And it was just... Th- 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 there was a fire started and Rangers pulled, poured fuel on it by the players walking around and doing a lap on her. What are you doing, lads? Like, what are you doing? Get off that pitch as quickly as you possibly can. The fans have got no interest in giving you giving you a clap and it caused... It didn't, obviously, there's different reasons why fans will have an argument with themselves, but I feel like it just made the animosity between fans even worse because... Uh, it was just a, it was a car crash of a day. It really was. It was a, it was a disaster from really start to finish. Um also, uh, Rangers on tour made the point that Hamburg was in Glasgow and Hoffenheim was in Hoffenheim. He is right. He is right. He is right. It was good beer. I can't. It was very good beer. Very good beer. Thank you very much, Jim, mate. Very much appreciate it. On a happier note, the weather has to be nice. <laughs> it's too warm in here, man. I'm going to be delete. I'm going to be delirious by the end of this. Uh, another question was, um, what shampoo does Scotia use? And I thought that would be quite a timely quite a timely time mate to tell people exactly exactly what um what shampoo scotia uses as it is time for our manscaped promo um scotia obviously uses the man the manscaped two-in-one shampoo and conditioner um it's, i was going to say it's the best a man can get but i think that's a different brand sorry manscaped no it's not it's a uh, n- number one grooming company uh, is what manscaped are but yeah september is here and i want to take a second to talk about self-care when it comes to making an impression proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best that's why manscaped the sponsors of our podcast are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. Don't neglect yourself and get right this season with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with the brand new Beard Hedger Trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lens, this device is perfect. The perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about the signature performance package 4.0, the Lawnmower 4.0 Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver, the Ball Spray, are all included in the performance package 4.0. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in 
in your life look no further than Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These are without doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I won't go back to wearing cotton boxer briefs after wearing these. To be honest, like I know that's in the Manscaped promo bit, but they are very good boxer shorts. I'm not even lying. They are very, very good. Uh, once again, Manscaped supports Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. So much that they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners and our viewers get 20% off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code club at 22 feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with manscaped and if you use the code at onmanscaped.com you'll be supporting our podcast and I can't thank you enough for doing so obviously thank you to Manscaped as well sorry for trying to sell another brand in the middle at the very start of that I didn't I didn't, I didn't mean that I do apologise uh, Justin as well thank you so much mate I've just seen that I can't where, why is it not coming up thank you very much Justin very much appreciate that Ryan can do it since Alistair isn't here um, since Alistair yeah. isn't here but yeah um, to get held at Scotia just use Manscapes 2 in 1 shampoo and conditioner and you'll be rocking absolutely rocking uh, I've saved one here mate give me a second from David Todd question um, Scott and Ryan who of the nine do you think will come good one we can take out the equation immediately I think is Butland because um, I think he will I think he'll move on. Uh, I think that I think I think we'll struggle to keep a hold of him, but I think we'll make a tidy profit on him. Um, so Butland for sure, mate. But I'll let you the the other eight, mate. You can take it away from there because I think we both agree on Butland, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Butland looks exactly what we needed. Um, reliable. I don't have any concerns about him. Um, about the signings, it's very hard because obviously they've let they've let the manager down. They've let us down. They've not played well. Um, I totally get it. I get the criticism I've had, but these players are here to stay, mate. There's no, there's no getting away from it. It's whether you're going to have a new coaching staff, a new management team in place to to take them through the season or not. I don't know, but these players are here to stay. There is no doubt about it. I will. Sorry, I've just seen a comment from I just a comment from Dundee Taylor. Scotia should be standing in his living room, hand on heart, tearfully belting out flower of Scotland. Alcohols are past. <laughs> He's not right, but oh. what he missed out, what Dundee Taylor missed out is the face paint, because I, I, I know he will have that on. Yeah, he'll he will. have the face paint on as well. Sorry, mate, uh, I got distracted there. That. Sorry, sorry. When does, his, uh, when does his second team play tonight? Are they late? Are they playing just now? Are they late? I think they quarter eight. I don't actually know. I don't actually know. Aye. Aye. What an image that is. Aye, with the dreadlocks as well. I've seen somebody saying Scotia should get dreadlocks. Imagine that. I know. Um, don't give him ideas, though. That's the thing. You can't give him ideas. No, oh, but he's nervous. He could do anything. So in terms of the signings, I've seen fl- I have seen flashes. Let's not pretend that, that they've all been absolutely dreadful. And that's it. I'll take it the neck for this one. Lammers. I've seen a couple of like halves where he's played, and I've thought you've got something like you like. Genuinely, there's times where I'm like, there's definitely something in that boy. And then where he's gone now, fall off face of the earth. Ball distribution shocking. But he's got something. So we've got a job to do there, whether it's Michael Beale or whatever it is, or the captain. Someone's got a job to put the arm around him and go, listen, what's done's done. You've shown it here already. You can you've got something in you. Let's keep going, get your head up, blah blah blah. So Lammers for me could be something. Dessers just I feel like I'm back in Dessers a lot and then he's just thrown at my face. I don't see it yet. I don't know if he's a player who doesn't play as a a lone striker. I think we're still playing 
unbelievable. I think Rangers are still playing balls to Alfredo Morelos and hoping he's up there to hold the ball up. Uh, Dessers isn't that type of player. I've seen Danilo, flashes with Danilo. I think he could be good, but he's unfit. He looks as if he's torn a caravan, Danilo. But that's mm. why I play him, Carly. I said to you, I think it was there was a four-year-old from game and I can't remember. We, should, we need to be playing this boy. It, you've got to be playing. We've invested in him. Um, but apart from that, mate, I'm not really. I'm not. I wouldn't back anybody else. To, to, I'm backing them all. I want them all to do well. But nobody's really shown anything. Seema is. Uh, I don't know what to say about Seema. I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, no, I don't I, see it. Is he one of these players that you slate every game and then he pops up with a goal? I don't know because that goal against um, PSV was unbelievable. But we had to play a lot of Scala. We all wanted rid of him because he was, we couldn't, you couldn't predict him, you couldn't rely on him. It's very difficult at the moment and it's disheartening to say that I don't overly fancy any player we've signed yet. That can mm-hmm. change. Football can change very quickly in four weeks. So who knows we'll be in four weeks, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with since the question is I'll go with I'll go with um, Danilo and Lamas. There's my two players. That I think will come good. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think people have mentioned in the chat there. Somebody mentioned that it's, it's went too quickly. I apologise, but somebody mentioned a few people said as well that um, placing him through the middle. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but at the end of the day, he's not our player, and we've signed Danilo, and that's very much where Danilo has to play. So. It, it's kind of like, but I suppose right now Bill just has to find something that works. So I suppose that's one still to still to wait and see. But yeah, Seema for me, don't get it. I literally don't. That goal's a screamer, 100%. I can't take anything away from him. But I said up to that point, mate, and I'll stand by it. He was absolute dug meat that whole half. He was oh, yeah. shockingly bad. Um, but the, goals, the goal was unbelievable. Danilo, I need to see more of him. I really do need to see more of him. Um, Dessers, I... To me, I think he does things better in other areas. I think people were expecting him to to just come up and start battering in goals, and I'm not sure he's that's fully his game. Um, he, his assists are not bad since he came to the club. He's 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 got definitely got a few assists assists under his belt. My goodness, let me put my teeth back in. Uh, Lammers, I agree with. You. I believe there's something there. I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't know what it is, but there's something that I see. I'm like, hmm. So Fuentes had an absolute shocker um, against PSV and he seems to have fallen off a cliff because um, nobody really seems to know where he is. Um, so, I, I'm again, I'll reserve judgment on him. I need to see more of him, but I think Fuentes will be fine. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be a, a considered a club, club legend, but I think he'll be okay. Butland goes to talking about, but um, yeah, uh, I think we we need to see more of the players. Like The same as like Dow, Dow will be fine. I mean, Dow will be Dow will be all right. He's, right. he's going to come in and do a job, and he has to come in and do a job. But from what I've seen of him, he looks he looks fine. Uh, he really does. But I think Danilo will come good eventually. Um, so I can't really disagree with what you said, mate, because I'm probably in the same boat. Um, I think Seema's baffling. It really is. Uh, but I think Danilo. Yeah, to be boring, mate, I'm going to need to agree with you, unfortunately, and say if I was going to put money on it, I would say Danilo and Lammers would be the two that will probably shine um, eventually, eventually, hopefully. Um, but yeah, good question, that, good question. Um, yep. As you say, well, I suppose you can turn in who do you think who fails as well. I think I don't think Seema will be considered very highly by the time he leaves the club. And I don't like being like Ali. I really don't like being like him, but 
he was right for the start, man. The first time Ali seen him, he was like, <laughs> Ali was like, he's a donkey, man. And I was like, oh god. I was like, here we go. But I've I've really not seen I've really not seen very much from him, to be completely honest. Right, who else has got one? Because I think I've ran out. So get your questions in, everybody. Um, get your questions in. In terms of going forward, mate, what do you think Bill is going to need to do here? Does he need to pretty much wrap up what he started and start again in terms of I've seen I said to Scotia on Tuesday. I just want him to be like Mike Mike Bassett, England manager, mate, and England are playing four four two. Do you know what I mean? I just that's what I want. I want I want to something to be like right, okay, if that's what you're going to do, then fine. But for me, see, like as you're saying, mate, Danilo, he has to come into the team now. Do you know what I mean? He's going to have to. Um, I think I, he's. I um, yeah, I think Danilo's got to come in, mate. But I think. Bill's got to take it right back in terms of the, the biggest concern for me is, and I've, I bang on about this all the time, I'm fed up hearing me say it, but like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm right. The tempo of that Rangers team is is frighteningly slow. Yeah. And it, it's it's the passing, everything about it is so slow, and the, the, there's a reason for that. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason for it, and that's what he's got to find out. But that was last season as well. That's That's where I was thinking... Is, is Bill going to be able to work this out? Is he going to be able to change this dramatically so that we are sipping passes about things are getting done faster? I hate to admit this, but in the first half of that Celtic game, I was standing there going, they're a better team than us. That's what was yeah. going through my head because they were, they were just touch, pass, touch, pass, and very simple wee triangles moving about the pitch. They weren't Sometimes they weren't going anywhere, but the ball was moving constantly, Carney. We are so slow with a ball. It's something that has to change. If that doesn't change, listen, he's gone. Like, doesn't matter whether you like Bill or you want to stay or don't. If that doesn't change, the tempo of our play doesn't change, he's gone because we'll struggle against teams at home. We will. The the, the formalities that you believe you've got in terms of Ross County, St. Johnson, whatever, at home are not there because you will get caught out. A team will become difficult to play against. They'll... They'll, they'll, they'll play the two banks, the low block, all these terminologies that people use. But we will slip up at home and it'll be a game like that. Rangers need to get the ball moving a lot faster than they are. And they just don't look... They don't look as if they know what to do when they do have the ball. There was times in that old firm game, and I think we all felt the same, where we were past the ball to the, ball the back and see if one Celtic player pressed us. You could see each Rangers player was like, oh, no, you have it. No, you have it. And you knew yeah. it was coming. And yeah. if he didn't do it, the next guy did it, the next guy, and then it went up the park and it was a big long ball because we don't know what we're doing with the ball. We don't know, we don't have a philosophy, we don't have a, they seem to have a style of play at all and that's what he's got to get right. It doesn't matter about personnel. He needs to get some sort of reaction out of him with tempo and he's got to get a style into this team. But he's got to get it very quickly. I mean, this is why I'm, I know I'm a pessimist, but he's got to get it very quickly. For that to change in, in two weeks, um, would, would, would surprise me. It would. Uh, I, I don't see it happening. But it's the tempo, mate. The tempo's a big thing for me. Yeah, I would agree. And even Williams asked the formation you would go with. I, like, I'm all for us trying something different in terms of doing a different formation. I just don't believe we've got the players to fit any system. I know there will be one, but not one that's going to shoot us domestically. We've got no width. We've really got no width. And 
with all due respect, and I'm not bad-mouthing um, Matondo here, so don't take it the wrong way, but the only real width that I can see is having with is Sima and Matondo if we were going to go back to like a 4-3-3 in order just to try and get something going. But that then takes away players that I believe that should be in the team as well because, do you know what I mean, there's those players going to need to miss out. Like, so, uh, I think um, John said if the... Uh, John, how's it going, John? Nice to see you. Um, he said, how much do we miss a fit Tom Lawrence? Very much. Like, that's what I mean. I believe, like, Lawrence should be in the team. Cantmill should be in the team. Danilo should be in the team. Lammers should probably be in the team because he's showing something. Where are you playing all these players? Do you know what I mean? Like, where are you playing? It's, it's almost as if we're just, as I said to you before, mate, it's just like throw things at a tactics board and all the, you can all just play and run, and run about that area. And then you need to have Raskin on the park. You need to have Ryan Jack probably for, for cover. Who are you going to play at left back? Who are you going to play at right? Do you know what I mean? There's just so many. I think it keeps coming back to me. He's going, why did you buy all these players? Because I've got no idea what formation they fit in. No, no, there's not. There isn't. They don't like this is what we thought when we signed these players. Were kind I know of they like, went all, I know, yeah, I know they weren't all going to start the game, but even at that, Aye. even the ones that we begin rotated in and out, what is the plan? Is it two up top? No. Is it three at the back? Because uh, I, I think we're all just as baffled as each other. I think that's when you see, like, when you see Gerard's team, and uh, with Michael Beale, I'm going to call it Gerard's team. When you see Gerard's team and what we did with the high fullbacks and the out ball was Ryan Kent. Yeah. I feel as if we're still, and then you'd have the long ball to Morelos. I feel as if that was the identity of Stephen Gerard's team. Off the ball, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Some of the performances off the ball from Rangers then. Phenomenal, um, but that was our tactic: was play high, play kind of early, early crosses with what Barisic should have. Kent was your out ball, and you had um, Morelos for the long balls, and he would bring people into play. I think we are still playing that tactic, but the quality of fullbacks has gone down in terms of where they are in the stage of their career, and I think we don't have an out ball. And we're playing long balls to somebody who can't play like Alfredo Morelos. And that's what I think, it, that's what it looks like to me. And also the other tactic seems to be let's hope Celtic are worse than us because that's what it looked like we are trying to do on Sunday. Almost as if maybe they won't be able to score Celtic. Maybe we can just squeeze by and get something because we just, we didn't, certainly in that first half, we didn't look as if we wanted to score. So it's very, very hard to... to, to to work out what Michael Beal and his, his team are doing with us, with us team, and it's it's funny because they'll, he'll, he'll have identified these players and he would have had an idea where they're going to play and what they're going to do. But it's it's, I mean, answers on a postcard. Answers on a postcard. It's, it's answers on a postcard because I saw somebody in the comments earlier there, and, and honestly, guys, I hate saying this. It, it kills me. It guts me, and it said it's pure jealousy as well. Somebody said, "Post the Coglu fell." six, seven points, whatever it was, behind last season. He did, but they had an identity. Everybody could see it. They could see it as well. They weren't calling for his head because they could see it was coming, and he stuck with it. He knew he knew he'd had an identity, and he stuck with his players. And you could see they had good players as well. Like The likes of that Jota and Kyogo, they players all hit the ground running. We spoke about this in the pub on Sunday, and our players never seem to hit the ground running. Any signs yeah. we get, you're never... You're never signing a player. He has a bump on his first game and you're going, I can't wait to watch him at Ibrox on Saturday. It never seems to go with us. And that's where you go back to identifying players and what market we're signing players out of. I just, 
unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be anything apart from I love Jack Butland. It just doesn't seem to be anything else apart from that. Yeah, as well, I mentioned it as well, the Scotia, that I believe that what Bill's trying to do um, in terms of whatever, whatever the identity, style, formation, whatever whatever you want to call it, whatever he's trying to do, he's making players worse. Do you know what I mean? Like, Cantwell's playing as poor as he's played since he's came to the club because he doesn't get to play where he's most effective in games. And to me, again, that's just another warning signs for me. Um, so, yeah, I say it's a, it's a tough one. It's really a tough one just to do who we have. Uh, Paul Stewart's has pineapple on a pizza. Absolutely not. Ryan? My boys love it. So, um, it's not a choice in me. But I did have it. Was it last night? Where was I last night? Was I still down south? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. But I had it with the boys this week at some point. So I can eat it. I'll be honest. I can eat it. Um, but more of those kind of questions because that makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just no. Honestly, it's not for me. I don't. I'm not even a big fan of pineapple. To be honest, it's not one of my. It's not one of my things. Um, what was the other one that I got? Aaron's asked Scott, why do we not sign Scandinavian players instead of Duds? <laughs> Merlos came from Finland and the Scavidations have great young players coming through. I think that kind of feeds back right to what you were saying before. We're not very good at identifying targets within markets that are not as exposed as much as your, your kind of big hitters and we do tend to, to stick with what we know. I suppose the question in that, me is do we miss having a director of football? Possibly. It's the way a lot of clubs have went. Um, there's just something fundamentally wrong with, with the structure of the club somewhere. I am not I'm not privy to any information, but our, our signing policy is not right. It's not it's not strong. It's very, very poor. We, we seem to like the Belgian league. It's not really done us any favours. Um if you look at Matondo, even Matondo two point in, in fashion Sakala and I can't remember who else it just we, we are not identifying the right markets and I don't know if it falls to the manager there's lots of rumours saying that Gio didn't sign those players last year I don't know if he did or not um, it doesn't matter. I, I genuinely don't care Carly. I just want good players and, and Rangers need to start getting this right quickly like I'm exhausted saying it but they need to start getting quickly, uh, quality players in quickly because we are we seem to be piling up another a, it looks like it from now, if you're judging it now, it seems as if we're piling up a bunch of players who we want to get rid of again. Um, and we can't do another rebuild, mate. A rebuild needs to be done properly and get a proper coaching staff in to, to implement their style. But um yeah, maybe maybe as a director of football will be the way the Rangers go down. They're certainly they certainly looked at it, uh, employ one of the not is that not what they said last week, was it? Mm-hmm. I think that came out. They're still they're still in the market trying to uh, try to get one so yeah it's probably the route they're going to go down again yeah I would imagine so after the way this has went um, to be honest I think they're probably thinking no it's not going to work we need somebody else uh, and yeah I've, I think we've kind of maybe no I don't know if we've really said it on the pod as much but I do feel like Rangers don't I uh, don't explore the market enough, don't explore the world of football enough in, in terms of trying to identify players and we're very much drawn to the kind of loan deals from England or um, squad players in England, if you like, to come on. Yeah, I think there's probably better money to be spent elsewhere, but again, I suppose that's probably easier said easier said than done. Um, John, does, uh, does Tav need to share throw-ins and corners? 
Now, I don't particularly blame Tavernier here, and I know a lot of people will not like to hear that, but I don't particularly blame him. I don't think it's his fault. This is this this harps back to what I always say, Ryan. As a club, as a team right now, our main philosophy, the only thing that I can see is reset, reset, reset. Aye, it's like, this is what I said. I was, I mean, I was going on like an absolute nutcase in that pub on Sundays. Everything in the comments can probably imagine. I was, I detected well, gold out in front of the know. boys just about. Aye, I was just, I, I remember you saying did, to you, you'll ask. <laughs> I, oh, I had the fingers out and I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it in this pod as well. This is, this is the way I see it in my head is like, Rangers play, Rangers set up in a formation and do not break the lines. They don't mm. break the lines. And I watched t- team after team, PSV, Celtic, and not, not not like Ross County or other Scottish teams, but teams who are going to come and have a go. And when they break away, whoever's got the ball breaks away with the ball and players run beyond them, left, right, centre, whatever, break them, break the lines. If Whoever we've got the ball, and this is your midfielders, we go like that. We move. This is this is how we move. We don't break our positions, and we, as you say, we reset with the ball, without the ball, and we don't. It's taking those risks that I see we don't do enough. And um, listen, listen, give me the job. Give me the job, Carly. That's what I've. I've I agree. Give me the job. Um, I just think. I just think that it's we're so aye, curry muncher spot on static. Static. It's so static. Right. It's almost if you get the ball on the left hand side, the, the chances are you're the left back, the left winger. Pass it to the centre mid, he'll be centre mid. He won't be up front trying to score a goal, play centre mid. We just don't break the lines or move into different positions. And you watch them breaking, you watch them encountering attackers in the past, the last 10, 15 minutes. They were flooding players up front. And that comes from the previous regime. Yeah, Post the call goes, obviously, doing that with, with Spurs, but it works. Give it a go. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, and said Dave's made a point in time to take you through and throws the games down. I couldn't, I could not agree more. You can hear it drives the fans absolutely bonkers when we do Aye. it. You can physically hear it. Uh, Curry asked a question earlier on as well, and it's a, a, something that always gets brought up when things aren't going so well when we've moved players on. Like, should we have kept Chikala? Should we have kept um, Antonio Trolak? Should we have kept Hadji? I think it's always a player's always better when they've left. If that makes sense, um, they're always a better player once they've left, and like they could have done it for us. But ultimately, ultimately, based on the way that we we are a selling club, so when an offer comes in, Rangers have to really take it quite seriously. I don't think any of us really hand on heart would have been completely happy with uh, Trolak being our number nine going forward. It's nothing against the big guy. No, it generally isn't the guy hit a purple patch. He really did, but you've got to remember the times after that he was really not very good at all, uh, and he struggled. He did struggle a lot. So Carlos, one that I could generally get on board with I'm not kidding on that's not even that I'm not even kidding on now that he's away it's one of those ones that I think I'm looking at Seema and going for the wage he's on for the wage that Sakala might have been on I mean but again getting 4 million for Sakala and having been out there on 70, 80 grand whatever it is he's never going to get a move like that in his life so I can't criticise the guy for wanting to go Hadji's probably the biggest talking point mate um, I think there's a player in Yanis Hadji I generally do I don't know if he's going to come back and he's going to be good for us but he's going to hit the ground running out there a wee bit as well because I think he's been so desperate to play football it was inevitable that he was going to do pretty well once he, when he went out on loan um, but I think it is it's easy for us just to romanticise about players once they've moved on and based on what we're currently seeing in the squad oh, Aye Oh, we're, we're, we're renowned for it. It's the same when a player gets injured. Um, they can become... Superstars. Uh, class and, it was like Cartage. Become, Remember Cartage? Like, everybody was like, Cartage is super that. Aye. Like, 
it was the same way. And no, no offense to Hadji, like um, I think Hadji's a good player. Tries his heart out for Rangers, but he became such a a brilliant player when he got injured. He wasn't doing well with Rangers before he got injured. He wasn't a first team. Uh, sorry, first team. He wasn't a regular starter. Um, so Hadji kind of fell into that bracket. Not. Not overly praising them, but I just remember some people saying, "Once Hadji's back, once Hadji's back, we'll be okay." And I was like, "Hadji's got it all to prove. The Rangers shot for me, all to prove." But um, yeah, but we are bad for that. There's, there's no getting away from it. But it's the same. It's listen, Rangers fans have always been the exact same. We always look at oh, what what should be held on to this player, held on to that player. There's a reason why. Morelos left, Kent left, Sakala left, Cholak left. They all, there's a reason why we have all been to games where we've walked away and went, oh, nah, Cholak won't do. He won't do. Our Sakala's driving me crazy. And Morelos doesn't look interested anymore. Ryan Kent's down tools. We've all said it. We've all said it. Yep. And that's why they've left, because Rangers needed to refresh and they needed to get new players in. And these players haven't kicked on yet, and that's why we're asking these questions. Um, but as it stands just now, I would take Kevin Kay on Sindaza back. <laughs> yeah, aye, mate as well, mate. Ian Black in the midfield as well while we're at it. Aye. Um, oh, I'm gonna tack I'll finish on these two. And the only reason I'm we're gonna probably finish is because I'm very, very warm. I'm very, extremely warm uh, in this room. Um James's Ashbill's staff look lost to me. Would you want an ex player with someone and um someone with experience added? Uh, an ex player. An ex player's probably a shout and uh, I'll tie it in with this one. Uh, Chris has asked, is there enough fighters in this team? I think I, I, I'm, I'm one for that. There's players long enough, been here long enough now within this squad. Um, Ryan Jack should know what it's all about. James Tavernier should know what it's all about. Connor Goldson should know what it's all about. My biggest fear with them three, and I include Ryan Jack in this, is I think the scar tissue sometimes takes over for them, and they kind of lose their way. Um, they become mentally weak almost, and when when things tend to go wrong, uh, and I believe that it's important for the old guard to get to get moved out uh, I've just seen this as well Stevie mate thank you so much that is very very thank much you, appreciated mate um, thank you very much mate that's absolutely brand new of you um, but yeah I don't think it could hurt mate having an av- I always hop back to the reason I always bring up Kevin Thompson right is Kevin Thompson isn't a Rangers fan right the guy isn't he's a Habs fan but See, when you hear the guy on like RTV, when you hear the guy talking about the club and the previous experience that he's had in interviews he's had when he's talking about Rangers, he doesn't half get it. He doesn't half understand what he needs to do. And having a player like that around the teammate, to me, um, an ex-player like that, somebody that is fully understands it and would basically... He would just tell them, look, see that? That's not on. That is not, that's not on. You will not last five minutes here if you continue to do something like that. I don't think it could hurt. No, I don't think it would ha- having something like that around about the club, but I don't particularly think he'd be uh, my choice as a number one. Um, but certainly if he was came as a coaching staff or assistant manager, I'd be all for it. I like the way Kevin Thompson talks. I don't want to start talking to people who, who I would like to see replace Michael Bill. I don't, I don't despite my, my feelings, I, I just, it doesn't feel right. Um, but... You just want authority there, Carly. That you want to see authority in the in the in the dugout. You want to see somebody who's experienced, who might put things right when players have done wrong, as they did in the first half against that lot on Sunday. Yeah, you want to know that they're going to get it in the neck in that dressing room, and you just know they'll come out fighting. That's what you want to see from a manager. And then 
I want to see. I want to see. I'm going to go down to the Rangers dive route. I want to see Rangers identity at the club. I feel that we have lost quite a bit of identity. I think us going down to, down the divisions in 2012. I think we've probably underestimated the impact it's had on the club in terms of standards and values. Uh, finances, we probably got a bit obsessed with that because of what happened to us. But in terms of standards and values, mate, I do feel the scar tissue pulls us down a lot. I read some fans saying that it's not a, it's it's not all doom and gloom being as far behind Celtic it is. Uh, you lose one game in Glasgow, it should be disaster. It, the the players should feel that. If you start saying if you start saying if you start saying the target shouldn't be a treble or it shouldn't be the league every year, then Rangers yeah. standards aren't there. That's not what Rangers are built on. I'm sorry, I just don't agree with that opinion. I don't know if it's millennials or it's just different Rangers fans for me. I just thought I will never agree to that for Rangers and I think there's an element of that lost at the club just now. I think obviously we lost Jimmy Bale. People might say he's only a kit man. He would let those players know exactly what Rangers are all about um, when they come in the door. Yeah, I have no doubt about that and, and, and that's where the soonest conversation come in um, uh, to, to quite a few people I spoke over the past week that he, he always had I don't know if he had the opportunity, but he was in discussions with Bisgrove about coming to the club. I would have taken soonest in a second. Yeah. Uh, not in, I don't want him up in the Thornton suite taking pictures with fans and whatever. I want him I want him in there in some capacity. Somebody with a bit of identity, a bit of authority and players look up to. I think Gerard had that when he was here. That players would be coming and going, bloody hell, Stephen Gerard made it, done it all. And I think there's just that maybe maybe not there on the bench. Michael Bill doesn't have that stature. I don't think his coaching staff have that stature. And um, sometimes, again, it's a Rangers da, a Rangers da opinion, mate, but I just think you've got to have a bit of authority um, when you're managing a football club. I um, I 100% agree, mate, and I, I, I actually uttered the words to somebody today while I was at work. Um, I said, I know this sounds a wee bit, Egotistical, I suppose, but I believe the standards of Rangers are no longer what they used to be, uh, and we have to do everything in our power, uh, and this board have to do everything in their power to, to get them back because we can't afford to slip any further. Uh, and they say one of our, our favourite songs and one of our favourite sayings is the most successful team in football. If we continue down this road, we won't be for very much longer. So we have to we have to find we have to find a solution to bring us back to being, and we always will be, but to to really living up to our name of being the premier team uh, in this country. Um, Ryan, for tonight, mate, thank you very much. Always good doing these, mate. Um, very much appreciate everybody getting involved and all the donations and that tonight as well, but it's always good to do these, mate. Yeah, mate, enjoy it. Enjoy getting the questions in. I, I, I genuinely enjoy questions like whether you like pineapple on your pizza or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, honestly, mate, you know, like, if MD, well, we did work together. We worked together briefly. If yeah. when I'm at work, I like banter at my work just to break my day in. Like I do, yeah. I like a laugh, and people know that on the pod. So yeah, we questions like that, I don't mind. But um, no, it was good to see everybody get involved in the numbers and donations as well. It's a joke. Get out and enjoy the sun. Get a fire on or something like. That. I know. Go outside and enjoy the last the last Aye. of it. Because I think I think next week it's to be back to the usual Scottish weather. Um, but yeah, again, no, I really do appreciate everybody getting involved. As I say, I know it's international week and it's not for everybody, but we always like to just still come on, give you some Rangers content during it. Um, we won't be back for another week now. Um, we'll take this week off and we'll be back next Friday with Club Live as we look ahead to the St Johnston game. Um, hopefully have a full house for that next Friday, unless somebody's going to put an annual leave. Um, I'm presuming some 
somebody well because it seems to be a trend right now um, within the within the podcast. But no, I do appreciate it. Before you go, if you could like the video, subscribe to the channel, all the usual stuff, share it, tell your pals, tell your pals, pals, that'd be appreciated. Jim, mate, well, I, I, you're, you're after not, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the sun or what's left of it anyway. And we'll speak to you all next week. Uh, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Thank you, everybody. Podcast Network.